Brevity's a solo it. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Winging It. This is the somewhat whimsical, certainly worrying, decidedly wonky, seldom weighty, endlessly well-intentioned, and wildly witty show about music where one, me, knows what's coming and the other, you, does not. And this happens in between both proper to ensure that you can spend anywhere from 15 to 180 minutes with us every week. And by you, we mean the audience. We'd like to see you every week. We hope you're coming by every week. We didn't do this show in the very beginning. When we no, when no. we set out, we were just doing the, the regular Birds of a Feather this, show. This is a, I was going to say by popular demand, but that would be a stretch. It, wouldn't, it wasn't exactly... <laughs> it was by demand. It wasn't a grassroots movement or anything. You know? <laughs> that we're aware of. <laughs> yeah, that we're aware of. I mean, if there was, you know, send us photographs. Send and us, thank you. Know, you. From your meeting and thank you. Yes. But, uh, yeah, so uh, this is one that we do. And actually, it's really fun because it's... Totally unscripted. Now, not that Birds of a Feather is scripted, but it's got a format. You hear us talk about the format a lot. This doesn't have a format. Except for the only part that's scripted is that intro you do. And that's to this it. day, I don't know if you're saying worrying or whirring, as in whirring of wings. Whirring. Whirring. Oh, it yes. is whirring. Yes, okay. I just don't say Because whirring. it does kind of whir, and I thought see, maybe... worrying, yeah. I would say worrying. This is whirring. Now, whir, I can see. People are going too far when they say whole and things I like that. I can't handle you know? that. I mean, that's, 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 oh, how do you say uh, the word H-E-R-B? She has this idea about I say things strange. H-E-R what? B? Yeah. Oh, do I say herb? Yes, no, that's a herb. British thing. I say herb, although really, since I like to say things in a British way or at least spell them that way, I, I should say herb. Please but don't. I do say herb. Yeah. yeah. Just, no, people in New York, even Howard Stern says herb. Herbs and spices. I'm like, really? What? Herb is a guy. Herb is a guy's name. A Thank dude's you. Name. Yeah, Herb yeah. is a dude, and spicy maybe his chick. Gee. But yeah, so he says. And herb. I don't say in hospital and stuff like that as much as I love that. You know. <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of nice. I like it. An hotel, you know. Yeah. Oh, that's very nice. Or an hotel because you don't do a consonant with an N. But if but, it, if you don't say the H, hotel becomes a word that begins with a vowel. That's so. correct. Very good. Yes, yeah. very true. So anyway, while we digress, that's what we do. We don't care. This is our deal. Devastated Anglophiles. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's going to be whirring. Or decidedly wonky. Yeah, wonky. What are we talking about tonight? Well, you know, I know and he doesn't. So this time I thought it would be interesting if we talk about 10 songs inspired by other songs. Inspired by other songs? Yeah, so these are songs inspired by other songs. So it's very interesting. I love interesting. when that happens, by the way. So. Right? Isn't it cool? I think that's really cool. Very so hot topic. And no, that's not, that's not, uh, we're not, uh, there's not sponsoring the show or anything. Not that I'm aware of. Yeah. But I do love Hot Topic stuff, and I buy stuff there all the time, specifically jewelry and T-shirts. So if you want to sponsor us, we're totally down. Clearly, I really like that store. You know, I've never been there, but Hot Topic, we still would love to have you as a sponsor, despite the fact that I've never been there. Yeah, I've, I I'm, live... I'm, I'm, not a, I'm not cool. I'm old. So. I live there, yeah. so it's cool. <laughs> it Ain't Me, Babe by Bob Dylan is inspired by someone. Any ideas, any guesses who that song could be inspired by? Now, is it inspired by someone or another song? I thought you said it was another song. It is. It's another song, but by, by a artist. band. Right? Yeah, you don't get inspired by your own songs. <laughs> 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 I inspired myself to write this. Well, you know? I'm not sure. Clem was like, I am inspired by our last well, album. I, so. I write songs about my own songs all the time. Well, so, yeah. Um, no. Okay, uh, It Ain't Me, Babe. Love the tune. Um, Great tune. 
happening to me? But um, inspired by, uh, I'm gonna, I take a stab in the Do dark it. and say Joan Baez, but that's uh, lovely. Yeah. That's a very good guess, but no, he is inspired by in this one. She loves you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I never would have guessed that because people say word, word, word. You know, word repeat three times uh, so often yes. that uh, I, I would have made no connection there. Very interesting. Of course, we know they knew each other. Yes. And they uh, hung out and partied together and uh, things like that and inspired each other. And the, the Beatles, great album, uh, Beatles for Sale, is uh, definitely uh, an, an offshoot or a product of the period of time they got to know Bob Dylan. So for sure. I never would have thought, yeah, 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 no, no, no. Nope. Totally threw me. Uh, just a little nod to his contemporaries, but the full throttle delivery imbues the song with even more sincerity. Is this speculation or did he actually confirm? I think that they have some confirmation that these are real. And by they, I mean faroutmagazine.co.uk. Thank you very much. Well, if Dylan hasn't vi- violently and vociferously denounced it, then it's probably true. He is not. And this one will not surprise you, so I'm going to make you guess again. Come Together by the Beatles was inspired by... Um, not get together by the, no, no, no. Um, come together was inspired by, uh, another song, another artist. Mm-hmm. Uh, Many guesses. Uh, my whole life. And I don't know this. That's but, okay. Uh, what is it? It is Chuck Berry. Really? We know they have a huge affinity for Chuck oh, Berry and yes. Elvis Presley. Yeah, but so. it's not a Chuck Berry kind of song. They've certainly done their share of them as well as covers, but... Chuck Berry, no kidding. Paul McCartney once admitted lifting the notes from Berry's song, I'm Talking About You, for I Saw Her Standing There. Hmm. But it is John Lennon's more notorious come together that is more resolutely remembered because John Lennon was an honest lover of Berry once saying, and I quoted this before, if you had to give rock and roll another name, you might call it Chuck Berry. Uh, as great as Elvis was, as a fantastic but what uh, about- interpreter he was... To me, to what be the king of something. What about Little Richard then, though? But uh, he's kind of up there. He got, we, we talked about that, too. We said Little Richard is definitely royalty. Yeah, but lyrically, Barry's head and shoulders above all the rock and roll crowd, I think. Hmm, you know? yeah. Interesting. I mean, the stories he told and everything, in addition to you know, truly rollicking music, yeah, I think Barry's uh, has to be the king if there is one. So just to to just put a little finer point on this particular one, come together is some sort of I guess structurally based on Chuck Berry's You Can't Catch Me with both song lyrics containing Here Comes Old Flat Top now I didn't know You Can't Catch Me has the line I didn't either nope I did not know that I'm telling you when I'm looking for this stuff I'm like mind blown no because uh Lennon's lyrics are often really psychedelic, and Chuck Berry's are not. They're very concrete and very clever and very uh, understandable. But here come old flat top. Uh, in out of context, uh, we who knows what it means. But I mean, uh, but no, I, I did not remember that line, and I love that song. You can't catch me. Absolutely. So I'll that's... be gone like a cool breeze. <laughs> so this one may be a little more difficult. So they get they get even harder. But it's interesting. Mm-hmm. So the circle game by Joni Mitchell, is inspired by... Is that from the Weird Jazzy period? Because I don't know it. <laughs> I was uh, going to say, I think it's from the Weird Jazzy period. I mean, that we're like, huh? I just adore Joni, and then there's some stuff, and it's just like, I don't think I understand this. Um, I mean, if you're playing with Jaco Pastore, no offense to anybody, but you kind of got me wondering what the hell you're up to. Um, uh, I don't know. What is it? Well, the Circle Game was written in response to... Neil Young's track called Sugar Mountain, oh. a song written when he was just 19 and lamented the loss of his teenage years. She said, 
1968. This is a song that's been recorded by a couple of friends of mine, so you may know it a little better than the other ones. And if you do, you know the chorus, just sing along, because it's a chorus about people and growing old and growing young and carousels and painted ponies and weather and the Buffalo Springfield. Yes, exactly. I love Sugar Mountain. It is uh, It is just a, a longing to be a, to per- be a perpetual child, you know. Uh, oh, to live on Sugar Mountain with the Barkers and the colored balloons. You can't be 20 on Sugar Mountain. We subscribe to that here. Uh, right. Uh, yeah, this is, I mean, look at both studios and it's like, this motherfucker don't ever grow up. And you don't you know? have to. Why? And I'm the Rambo of rock, okay? The 70s never ended. It's like, the 70s never ended for me. You know? <laughs> That's I mean, not true because you actually, you are actually very open to music. You just have an aversion to certain male voices, but you are very open genre-wise, and you're very open to music. You just want it to be structurally sound. You want it to be something that's memorable. You want it to have shreddy guitar. You want it to have kick-ass vocals. I mean, it's not that you're not in. You just you are very specific on what you're looking for. But look around both studios, and what do you got? Uh, If if you look around, this could have been my bedroom from the 70s. I was trying to help you out here. Yes. Did you hear that trying to help? You really did. I really went out on a limb. really did. No, and those things she said, I affirm them. It's true. true. But, I mean, what do we got on the wall? Aerosmith, Elton John, uh, <laughs> Ace the Freely Beatles. Ace Frehley behind you. Well, yeah, but it's, it's Ace Frehley, and that's, so that's a nod to the 70s. However, it's like a 2017 album. But, you know, it's that's still, because I got it from them personally. It's still a throwback. Yeah, still a throwback. Yeah. And uh, my own record is the only new one in here. So That's true. Anyway, but, yeah. Uh, but so, the classics never die. The cla- oh, Come the on. classics never die. And there they are, living. It never ends. <laughs> so I think it's very interesting and very cool. Um, that's that's another one. So Neil now, Young now inspiring Joni weird Mitchell. Jazzy, weird jazzy or not, now I'm curious about the song. I know. We'll have to listen to because it. Because Joni is so good at capturing that kind of idea, like the the first verse of uh, Both Sides Now, which uh, if it were the only song so she ever amazing. wrote, she would be a legend to me. If that, that It just takes that one song, you know. Right, uh, and even if they suck after that, you're still cool. Yeah, I mean, if you that's write a, both sides now, you're a queen to me forever. You know? That's nice. Okay, yeah. well, that's good. So the good news is, is I'm just I'm just adding stuff in my head. You like at least one ascent song, so we're good forever, even if the rest of the shit we write sucks, right? Right. So far, it hasn't. But we're not you, a legend. I'm just saying you're still like us. Yeah. Even yeah. if we suck ass after that. Yeah. Okay. You like at least you no, one. You have song. nothing to prove from now on. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> Excellent. So we'll just let it all go then. <laughs> we'll stop putting on our makeup. We'll stop doing our hair. <laughs> you can rest on your laurels now. <laughs> Because you'll be like, well, no, they had that one great song, and so they're good forever. So I like that. I like that. That's we're grandfathered in. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah, you've got tenure. <laughs> That's, oh, I love it. I love it. All right, so Smells Like Teen Spirit oh. by Nirvana is inspired by... Um, not this that, one's tough. Not that thing with the fucking perfume that I didn't get, with the, uh, the, the <laughs> no. deodorant or the body spray <laughs> no. or whatever it was. No. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's a song. It's a song. Um, uh, smells like Teen Spirit. I'm trying to think about, does the chord progression remind me of something? I mean, uh, is it's it- It's more obscure than that. Do you know what I mean? I think that we're, we're trying to make the logical connection, but it's far more obscure than that. Uh, is it Louie Louie or anything by the Kinks? No, but that's interesting. I, I wouldn't doubt that, but it's by the, it's the Pixies. Pixies, okay. So Kurt Cobain told Rolling Stone in 93, I was trying to write the ultimate pop song. I was basically trying to rip off the Pixies, I have to admit it. We use their sense of dynamics, being soft and quiet, and then loud and hard. Well, it has a phenomenal melody. The song is great, and, and everybody's probably heard it stripped down. <gasps> what? 
It says right here. I hadn't read that part. It was so close to a Boston riff or Louie Louie. There you go. Oh, my God. There you I, go. Oh, my God. So he said, uh, when I, this is what Cobain said, when I came up with the guitar part, Chris looked at me and said, that's so ridiculous. I made the band play it for an hour and a half. Nirvana would pay tribute to the Boston riff from More Than a Feeling and their landmark reading festival set in 1992. You are fucking right on. But, uh, yeah, Louie Louie, because it is, you know, the, the same chords over and over again i'm i'm feeling like master yoda here i am I mean, you know, <laughs> look at these eyes i'm like wow as if as if my, i wasn't puffed up enough by this <laughs> awesome new lamp here in both studios that lamp is I've got everything this absolute honey of a lamp now and, and i think it's gone to my head so, it has yeah. I, I i wanted to yeah I need, deflate I need it just to, a little i need to be humbled when you got a lamp like this it's easy to well so, you know what i'm i'm feeling a little inflated by my necklace tonight yeah, well, so, and I'm such a cat, I didn't notice it, but it's very lovely. But yeah. I'm very, I'm inflated by it, oh, so I will tell you. you should be. I'm trying to, but then the earrings that match, like, you know, it's the little things, right? Yeah. It's the little things. You know, and I didn't say anything, and we were playing uh, music and singing. That's that's my excuse for sounding hoarse today. Uh, we were singing and playing with uh, somebody uh, here in uh, here in the compound that houses both <laughs> studios. So we're gonna we're gonna deflate I mean, a little. You're, you're a blowfish, and that's a Breaking Bad reference that some of you might get. You know. Did he tell me I just need to blow? I mean, <laughs> I've heard that that's what you have to do to get ahead, but I didn't know you were a proponent of that. Uh, you have to blow a fish, actually. Okay. <laughs> oh, sh- I have so many questions, yeah. but we'll move on to the song Pretty Vacant by the Sex Pistols. Oh. What was that inspired by? Which band? Which song? We're so pretty, yo, so pretty. We're vacant. I'm trying to think. Uh, um, there's no point in asking. You'll get no reply. I mean, after the last one, I'm scared now. I mean, because you um, said, is it Louie Louie? I almost lost my mind. You'll hear it as soon as I tell you. If it were Submission, the Sex Pistols song Submission, I would think that was maybe a Kinks type of thing. Tell me. Pretty Vacant may well be one of Punk's finest anthems, but the song's classic riff is taken straight from ABBA's Chest of Pop Smashes. Really? I wish the hell I knew which particular thing. SOS. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. See, because now you, you think of the Sex Pistols, who were like refused induction to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and you figure these are going to be like, us. we hate everything, we hate pop, we hate... No, 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 no. No way. No. They covered the Who substitute. They covered the fucking monkeys, okay? Uh, or, or I think it was Paul Revere first, but I'm not your stepping stone. So the Sex Pistols were not too cool to record no. other people's works. Uh, even if they, you know, kind of messed with them a little bit. But, um, wow, ABBA. Now, that is beautiful. And I love ABBA. No. You love ABBA. Oh, seriously. Uh, Ian Four Candles loves ABBA. I mean, there are guys out there who just, there are artists out there who are rock and rollers to the bone who just love ABBA because they're superb. That's why. And it's funny here because we always talk about how people shame us for liking pop and stuff like that. He actually says, Matt Lug says, it's likely not something he's ever too happy to talk about because um, on any occasion he's shown love for the band, he says, I always got quite a bit of stick for liking ABBA, but I think it's as pop writers, they're fantastic. And if you listen to the drums on Waterloo, it could be Paul Cook playing it. I think perhaps he'd pick it up subconsciously. Yeah, Paul Cook is a great drummer, and Glenn Matlock, for those of you who don't know, when you think of the Sex Pistols, the the bass player that comes to mind is Sid Vicious, although he was actually not in the band for a terribly long time. Glenn Matlock was the Sex Pistols bassist, and 
uh, Paul Cook and Steve Jones were really terrific musicians. So I'm happy to hear they like some good pop. Right, exactly. And you know what? I think pop is inspirational. Bloody wankers! Yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Whole Lot of Love Ah. by Led Zeppelin was inspired by... Um, Any guesses? Well, isn't it You Need Love by a a straight rip of You Need Love by... Oh, God, Helen Wolf. I forget who. Wow. Yes, it is a song inspired directly by both Willie Dixon and Muddy Waters' song, You Need Love. Oh, oh, Willie Dixon, Muddy Waters. Well, Willie Dixon, they did two Willie Dixon songs on the first album. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that that doesn't surprise me. But I was thinking Helen Wolf, but you're right. I should have said Willie Dixon it or It clearly Muddy doesn't Waters. surprise yeah. you. But I didn't know the uh, the original artist. But uh, they love wow. doing that stuff. They they absolutely do. Uh, so Plant remembers Paige's riff was Paige's riff. It was there before anything else. I just thought, well, what am I going to sing? That was it. At the time, there was a lot of conversation about what to do, and it was decided that it was so far away in time and influence that, well, you can only get caught when you're successful. That's the game. <laughs> So it makes sense. So it's a direct ripoff. And, you know, they've been accused of ripping off a lot. And they, they admit that they did. Yeah, and yeah, they have. And mm-hmm. they've started to, for example, uh, some things, they give credit on some, like when the levee breaks, they credited Memphis Mini in the... They should. In the, in the, but there are other songs like, nobody's fault but mine? That shit's been recorded a half a dozen <laughs> times. And they come along and put it on presents with their names. And I'm like, hey, fellas, you know. <laughs> That's not your song. <laughs> not to mention, I was shocked to find that somebody else at least wrote the riff and the basic structure of... Uh, Dazed and confused, yeah. and it's cited as Jimmy Page. That's it. No plant, nobody, <laughs> just Page. And it's uh, crazy. And physical graffiti. Trampled underfoot was called trampled underfoot, and they are credited as the writers. John Paul Jones, Page, Plant, and oh, and now when they do it live, it's like, and this is a terraplane blues by. It's like, wait a minute, what? It's got a new name now. You're finally admitting that it's somebody else's song. Yeah, because they were. Like, I think they were like, ooh, they're gonna have to dig in the pocket and pay out some. But cash. I mean, nobody's fault. But mine is ridiculous. I don't think they ripped off Stairway to Heaven. No, I do not. Mm. Um, but I think there's heavy influence, and I'm using air quotes. Part of it, but I mean that's they, like saying Greta Von Fleet is not trying to sound like them. Okay, they were, uh, you know, kind of skimping on the credits a little bit in a couple of cases, yeah. but the stuff they came up with that sounds like nothing anybody else ever did. I just get uh, really irritated. Uh, even even for a guy my age, I get really grumpy when people talk about Led Zeppelin stole everything. Well, they didn't. I think there's too much of that fuss. And for example, like. Um, Huey Lewis in the news suing Ray Parker Jr. I'm sorry, I want a new drug. Really doesn't sound. I don't care about the riff. It doesn't sound that much like Ghostbusters to me. I mean, I don't really get that one, but I do get the Uptown Funk, Blurred Lines, definitely. So, so Blurred Lines, they lost to the original artist. Oh, I don't remember what Blurred Lines was supposedly. Oh, I'll tell you all from, about yeah, that. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's crazy stuff. There are some derivatives i will say that and i do think if you steal or you borrow and it sounds wholesale like that at any point you should just just give some credit just give some money to that person i mean clearly they're the ones who deserve it as well so you may have done it better newer and more you know more forward but i always say about zeppelin okay from whom did they steal no quarter the song remains the same the rain song in the light nobody that's who because nobody ever did anything like that before no but they're inspired by those people, and that makes sense. You hear influences in everyone's. There are some things that they wholesale lifted, but so what? Everybody does it, and now they're starting to tell people, and that's fine. At the time, again, they weren't famous, so they didn't worry about it. Once you become famous, it's a problem. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's what Brian May said yeah. when they were in a club, and he heard... Uh, 
uh, here at Ice Ice Baby, and it's like, oh, that's cute. Oh, look at that. <laughs> Somebody's using our bass riff from the song and everything, that's and right. then all of a sudden he starts selling millions of copies, and okay, this is not funny anymore. This is not so funny. <laughs> this is my shit. Yeah. <laughs> because there is no Ice Ice Baby there without no, that no, under-pressure riff. You know? That's a that's a 100% rip-off. Just you, like... That's a sampling. Yeah. If you sample somebody, fucking pay them. You can't touch this. <laughs> you cannot touch this. That's why we pray. Yeah. I mean, there's just so many. <laughs> all right. So Sun King by the Beatles was inspired by... The Beatles are inspired by many. Oh, yes, they are. It's a beautiful, beautiful guitar piece. And those vocals... That's oh. a key right there, guitar piece. Yes. No, 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 no. But it was 1960, late 60s. Um, I'm not going to say uh, birds... Fleetwood Mac. Really? Their instrumental Albatross. Oh, kidding. Yes. Well, Which I've never heard. I'm not that familiar with oh, early Mac, and oh, I know it's, it's great. Good I know it's stuff. great. Peter, I mean, uh, Peter Green, yeah. Um, it's terrific stuff. While in 1980, Lennon may have eloquently referred to the song as a piece of garbage I had around, it has become a cult favorite. Wow. Because, of course, the Beatles pioneered so many. Uh, Technique, studio techniques and things like that, and uh, that like the reverb and everything, that kind of thing. But mm-hmm. it's good to know they they interesting to know they got that from somebody else. But um, a piece of garbage he had lying around, uh, mm-hmm. Mister Lennon. That is a classic, <laughs> sir. I hate to differ with you, but uh, you know that uh, that I love the so that whole Abbey Road. Forget about it, man. But Forget I mean, just it. imagine to be that brilliant that like something you think is shit is just yeah. like that that amazing. I can't I can't imagine. Usually if I think it's shit, everyone else thinks it's shit yeah. too. So that's I mean an example sucks. of what they thought was shit was like I want to be your man, uh which is why they gave it to the Stones as uh, I think it was Lennon said, I mean we're not going to give the Stones anything great, are we? Shit. <laughs> which they were friends, they were not rivals. Right. Uh but um that is kind of uh, kind of funny. It is kind of funny. But, um hey, I mean the Stone the Rolling Stones are on the Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band album cover. That tells you something right That there. does tell you something. And they sang on All You Need Is Love, you know. It is all you need though. Yeah, that's right. Surfing USA, the Beach Boys was inspired by Was it Jan and Dean something? Because I don't know, chicken and egg with the Beach Boys and Jan and Dean. I mean, <laughs> little lady Pasadena, dead man's curve, Beach Boys. I mean, chicken and egg, you know. Uh, so what was the song again? Brian Wilson decided to take the framework of Chuck Berry's number, again, a Chuck Berry, uh-huh. Sweet Little 16, and Californiaize it. Oh. Just like the Rolling Stones took a hint from Muddy Waters and Howlin' Wolf and brought their music to England, perhaps Brian Wilson's approach may have been a little too on the nose, however. I was going with a girl called Judy Bowles, he said. This is Brian Wilson. And her brother Jimmy was a surfer. He knew all the surfing spots. I started humming the melody to Sweet Little 16, and I got fascinated with the fact of doing it. And I thought to myself, God, what about trying to put surf lyrics to Sweet Little 16's melody? And he did. Well, it's almost unrecognizable. I mean, rock and roll song structures, there is a lot of 12-bar bluesy you know, stuff in a variation. So it's, it's not – there's a lot of crossover with a lot of songs. But the Beach Boys harmony versus Chuck Berry's solo vocal – I mean, it's it's a it's apples and oranges. It really is. The Beach Boys harmonies make the song come so di- distinct and so different that you would never have even guessed, as I did not, the uh, the connection and influence. Absolutely. That brings us to the end of this episode of Winging It. That only leaves for you to say, "Let's fly this coop." Oh.